What's happening, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of The Beautiful Hustle, the podcast that connects the heart to the hustle of the beauty industry. I'm here with my beautiful friend, Miss Jessica Saunders. Well, hello, Mr. Philip Procopio. Hola. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. It was a good week. I'm feeling good. Started a new diet plan. I am so jealous of you right now. It's, I'm excited, nervous, hopeful. <laughs> All the things. All of them. But yeah, so I'm starving. This one's intense. It's very intense. It's doctor supervised. Yeah. Um, I have a prescription to um, drugs, legal meth. <laughs> That's what it feels like. I, the first day, didn't even think to cut back coffee because you can have coffee and so I had a huge coffee and my pill in the morning and I felt like I was coming out of my skin. I was like, is this what actual meth feels like? Because this is not fun. No. But I got a lot done. I'll tell you that much. And you probably weren't hungry. No, I think I almost missed lunch, which is a first for me in many years. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So what's going on with you this week? Yeah, you know, this week was, I felt like it was pretty standard Mm -hmm. um, on the diet front because that's pretty much leading force in both of our lives. Um, I think our listeners can always uh, just be guaranteed to say we're starting a diet (laughs) this week. (laughs) This was my week too, though, of my women's weightlifting club. Oh yeah, how's that been going? It's really good. I like it. So if you notice, my voice is a little different. Yeah. I'm wheezy. (laughs) Because <laughs> I literally just did the workout before I came here. Okay. Um, but I am still trying to get pregnant. So I am cautious of not like over restricting on the nutritional front. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I just don't want to get in a, a situation or a bad habit of where yeah. once I am pregnant and having to nutritionally supply my body that I like swing so far the other way. Yeah. So I'm trying really hard to focus on the active side. Mm-hmm. I burned 575 calories in this morning's workout. That's, I wish I could only dream. I mean, you were, we were close to that with our trainer. Yes. We were in the 400s. I think, yeah, yeah. We, we're getting there. Yeah. Um, but I think this is very much you and I, like you want to be more active and work out. Yes. And I'm like, you know what? I just, I was telling our personal trainer cause we had to, I had to stop working out for a month while I get used to this diet and then I'm going to start working out again. But I was telling him, I was like, you know what? I'm almost 40. I just don't want to put in the work to be like to have a six pack or to be super skinny again um, because I was once in my life. And so I just it's a lot of work and I want to be healthy. Yeah, that's my thing. So I'm going to work out in a month, starting a month again in a month. And just to maintain an active lifestyle, I'll probably do more hiking than anything this summer. Um, Keep my my diet healthy and then be able to go out and have fun. I love it. Go out to dinner and that's it. I'm just like, I just don't want to put in the work anymore. Yeah, my goal is I just want to be able to get dressed in whatever cute fashion I want and it not be a thing. Yes. Like in order to leave the house, I probably try on. 10 to 12 different articles of clothing and I always end up in this. I have like a loose big sweater on Mm -hmm. and leggings because I'm like everything's restricting, everything hurts. I just would love to be able to throw some leggings on and a little like workout shirt and go hit the trails and go to farmer's market and Agreed. I mean, I'm going to wear the same thing I always wear anyways. (laughs) Phil is like, where's Waldo? Where like they open the closet and it's like 20 of the same outfit. It is. I have a black v-neck t-shirt. Yep. 
and I were working out. It's black. Those black shorts. My black Adidas shorts. Or mm-hmm. if you're going to work, it's the black skinny jeans, mm-hmm. the black belt and black boots. Yep. I did mix it up a couple times. I'm starting to wear like um, cropped dress pants. Those are like, so cute on you. I love when you wear those. Thank you. I want to mix it up a little bit. But the other thing, I, I mean, everyone listening knows as a hairdresser, I don't want to wear super expensive, nice outfits on my hair days, which now that I'm more in management, I can start, I want to start investing in like nicer pieces for those days. I have something to tell you. What? She just looked at me. Deanna gave me my um, cape blazer. I mother effing no the the medium the new one she ordered me oh and i was like yeah because phil has the one that you got me that didn't fit that was too big and she's like no i think i still have it Uh, oh (laughs) my gosh for a year i've been accusing philip of stealing my cape blazer so um what what's the date it is the 11th we're recording on a sunday it's 11 38 a.m this is the second time the second I time been, in 12 years that you've been right. All, you know what? I don't even care about that because both times have been captured for the public. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, we've got a lot of fun and exciting things going yes. on. So let's jump into that stuff. So we are going to have a little change on the podcast that will, our change in life that's going to impact the podcast. Yes. Um, Philip and I have made the decision to change our episode schedule to every other week Mm -hmm. um, for a few reasons. One of them is that business is really starting to boom again. And we feel like both of our careers are going back to full time in person. So as of the first week of May will be my first trip back in the field. Yeah, yeah. I'm super excited. I'm going to be um, traveling to Spokane area. So I'll do like Spokane, Coeur d'Alene, Northern Idaho area. Oh, I'll be traveling that week too. Yeah, you'll be going to Salt Lake I'm that week. I'm going to Salt Lake to teach a balayage workshop at the Institute. Yeah. So like we're both getting back on the road, getting out, doing yeah. things. And so we want to make sure that we don't rush content that we mm-hmm. put out here. And also that this stays a fun thing for us because yeah. it we did start this podcast as a passion project and we want that passion to stay fun and f- fill our buckets for us too yeah. and not feel like pressured to record. And so we're going to go to an every other week schedule, but we do have a really fun new platform that we're going to be more active on that will be kind of more like flyby that you guys can participate in. So if you haven't heard of the new rage on social media is clubhouse. Sorry, Android phone users. It's, it's not available for Android. No, it's only on iPhones. So you got it. Reason gotta, 9,099. Listen, you should have an iPhone. You got to be in the blue bubble club. I love that it. That sounds like a song. Blue bubble club. Blue bubble club. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, we're going to, we're both on Clubhouse. We've, um, we're invited to be on Clubhouse by one of our amazing guests, Miss Patricia from Opulent Beauty invited us and she is incredible. So if you're on Clubhouse, give us a follow. We don't have a club started yet, but what we are going to do, since we're going to go to an every other week schedule, we're going to just do some impromptu, maybe weekly, you know, cause we don't have to be together. We can just both sit on our couches and PJs, which is 
ironically what we're doing now, but in my house. Um, <laughs> or I can be in Spokane. Yes. You can be in we Salt Lake. We can be wherever we want. And it's not such a formal experience. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to be doing some things on Clubhouse and we'll eventually start a club for the Beautiful Hustle. Um, so give us a follow on Clubhouse. I'm at Philip Procopio. I'm at Jessica406. So our basically our Instagram handles. Um, and... So if you're not on Clubhouse and you would like to, it's a really great platform for leaders and um, it's there's a, a plethora of options of industries and interests that are on Clubhouse. I follow a couple plant things. I follow um, a lot of hair people like Carrie Davis is on there and Backbone Beauty. Yeah. They do some really awesome talks. Um, I follow some stuff on uh, physics and ast- not astrology cosmology that's like a weird side thing i like to listen on yeah i um the destroy the hairdresser has a lot of things on there that they're kind of like shaking the industry up a little bit so it's interesting to hear their point of view i ever i listen almost every time they come up and i am just there are some things where i'm like okay great not something i would do however what i love that they're doing is they're they really are destroying the hairdresser and really redefining what it means. And I think really putting a lot of control in the hairdresser's hands and bringing, elevating it in a, in a great way for really millennials and Gen Z. I agree. Yeah. It's been really fun to learn from them. And, um, there's so many other avenues. So even if you have somebody in your life, that's not interested, particularly in the beauty industry, there's every industry on there that, you can find anything. My favorite one I follow is the tell us a joke. Oh God. That's, that's that day you got like joke voicemails from me. <laughs> is that what that was? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was on a walk with my son listening to the tell us a joke one. Well, tell us. Okay. Um, let's see my, fa- my favorite. Is, no, you got to do the one you left me a voicemail. I'm doing that one. Okay. What is Whitney Houston's favorite type of coordination? What is it? Hand eye. I'm not kidding, guys. I have it's that saved so on my funny. voicemail, so don't worry. It's so the best part is I was listening to it with my AirPods in <laughs> at the BMX track with Oscar, and I called you to leave you on a voicemail, and I forgot like I had my AirPods in so other people could hear me, and I'm in the middle of the BMX track singing <laughs> Hand eye, like on your voicemail. Jeez, oh, so funny. So, anyways. But, yeah. I love Clubhouse. It's something I listen to as I'm getting ready or just have on the background in my office. So it is invite only, however. So if you would like to be a part of Clubhouse, we have some invites we can give away. If you join um, and you start your interactions on Clubhouse, then you will have invites to give to people you know. So DM us either separately or through the Beautiful Hustle podcast and we can send you the code for an invite. Um, And then, yeah, we're going to be doing some fun stuff on there. And you never know. We might just um, we can record those and throw those up as episodes as well in between our two week schedule. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think we'll do some fun stuff on there. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we're really excited about that we've been working on is yes. we've mentioned it on some previous episodes, but we've really picked up a lot of momentum in these lately is that we are going to start hosting, facilitating team and employee meetings and retreats. And so what that looks like is you can book us for, any period of time. I think the longest one we have is three days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we are doing some that are shorter term, like one day events. Um, we're also doing some virtual. 
But mm-hmm. basically what you can do is you can book us to come in and work directly with you and your leadership team and your salon or spa team to help facilitate whatever specific subject you're working on. So yep. how it works is we send you a survey that kind of helps analyze your business and figure out where your greatest areas of opportunity is. And then we present to you certain types of workshops or events that we could facilitate for you and your team to help support you growing through that together. Mm -hmm. Um, And depending on how much um, time we have to work with your team, there's also some pre and post coaching that's available for you and your leadership teams. Or if you have something very specific, if you want us to work specifically on benchmarks or specifically with your leadership team, we can also just go straight in on that. And like Jess said, we can work with multiple day workshops. Uh, We've done a two to three hour all team meeting type of situation. So it's very customizable. Um, And that was kind of our goal with this podcast is connect with the salon and spa industry and then get into salon and spas to really help directly uh, leadership teams and management owners and also the, your entire team as well. Yeah. And so now we can start traveling and um, I'm we're uh, on our way for vaccinations and, and it's getting safer. So we're feeling comfortable getting out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you would like to inquire about um, us facilitating something with your team, go ahead and shoot us an email at the beautiful hustle podcast at gmail.com or you're always welcome to DM us on Instagram as well at the beautiful hustle podcast. Absolutely. All right. We have a really fun interview today. Yes. Um, and this interview is one that I loved the person. And then she happened to be in the industry. And so it worked out perfect for us to chat with her. Philip, you had never met her before until I introduced you through the podcast, right? Yep. Haven't met her. She is a local gal here in Bozeman, but doing some really big things. Yeah. So we're talking about Megan with Glow Luxury Oils. And um, Megan is a nutritionist. She's an author. She has a plant-based sustainable skincare line. And I honestly, excuse me, fell in love with her as a human. And I've just been fascinated. She's one of those people that you just always want to be around. And Mm. every time you spend time with her, you like level up your health and improve your health every time you spend time with her. So she was generous enough to um, do some really fun things for you listeners because Glow Luxury Oils is a beautiful line that aligns with both of our concepts Mm -hmm. behind skincare, which is really, truly plant-based and holistic-based skincare. And, and so, actually, during our interview with you her, ordered. <laughs> I, in the middle of the interview, was like ordering on the side one of the oils, mm-hmm. and it is incredible. I love it. And as someone with oily skin, um, it's great for that. And of course, plant-based. And then she sent me a couple other things that I'm going to reorder. So yeah, it's, it's so amazing. Awesome. So she was kind enough to share with us a discount code exclusive for the Beautiful Hustle listeners. Yes. So when you place your orders with Glow Luxury Oils, make sure to use discount code TBH15. TBH15 stands for the Beautiful Hustle, 15% off. Get it? Yeah, we got it. (laughs) Okay, dad, don't need to explain. (laughs) In addition to that, um, we're really excited to also be hosting a giveaway with her. So she's going to give away a regenerative travel set, which head on over to the Beautiful Hustle podcast on Instagram for images of what that set looks like um, and how to enter because we would love to send you some goodies. And that is the oil that I purchased, Mm -hmm. the regenerative oil, and then I got a toner with it as well. And it's... I'm not kidding you guys. It is one of those. It, 
Um, it, it just it hydrates. It's awesome. I'm like trying to sell it. Like we're going to make something off of this, but we're not. No. And so this is, it's one of my new favorite, favorite products. Um, I promise. And it smells so yummy. I love it. So let's just hop into the podcast yes. episode because Megan explains it best. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, Megan. Thank you, Jessica and Philip. I'm so honored to be here. We are so happy to have you. So I have been fangirling on you for a long time. I don't know if you know when we first met, Megan. I do. I'll never forget you. When did we (laughs) Um, first meet? (laughs) Who can forget Jessica? She walks in and the whole room just sort of lights up with this calm energy. Um, I remember it was the first Dare to Detour at, um, what was the barn? Firelight Farm. Firelight. Firelight. Yes. And I was one of her speakers, but I met you in the very beginning because you had your gorgeous little son and then your sweet husband came like midway through just so that you could breastfeed him. And then he escorted him back out so you could enjoy the rest of your afternoon. And I just... It touched my heart. It was such a sweet moment to witness. That was a really fun retreat. Yes, Oscar was four months old. And so Trent would bring him out every two hours. And I would step out and feed him. But Megan, I met you before that um, at Club Pilates. So I left Club Pilates and I called my mom. And I'm like, there is the most beautiful woman. (laughs) I don't know who she is or what she does, but she is something. Um, and I like could not I describe you. And so I was describing my mom and she was like, that's the glow lady that I've always been raving about. Aww. So I appreciate your kind words, but you, my friends took my breath away and like your energy totally captivated me just being Aww. next to reformers in a class. I don't think we even spoke. I just was so drawn to you and so attracted to your energy. That's so fun. See our energies just our auras were connecting at an early stage. And I do miss that Club Pilates. Um, I do too. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you. You just kind of made me blush. I'm not like an easy <laughs> blusher, but I feel my face <laughs> blushing right now. Oh. She has that effect. I know. That's so sweet. Well, if you can't already tell listeners, Megan is a local and our first local guest on the podcast. However, we are doing this still over phone, so we're still socially distancing. But mm-hmm. Megan, you have quite the resume. Oh my gosh. There's so much under your umbrella. You are a holistic <laughs> nutritionist, an author. You have your own uh, luxury oil company. Like You do it all, apparently. And Pilates. Wow. <laughs> So tell yeah, us thanks a- for reminding me. No wonder I'm so tired. <laughs> uh, give us a little history of yourself and a uh, highlight reel of your life and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. Well, um, gosh, it's interesting. All my life, I have been such a flower essence recipe developer, I guess alchemist, you could say, because as a little girl, we lived across the street from a park with the most beautiful rose garden. And I used to slip out at night with my mom and we would clip the roses and bring them in. And then I would always grab a fistful of petals off these beautiful poor roses. (laughs) And I would bring them into the kitchen and take a bowl and start meddling them. Mm into the bowl and then like using whatever I could get out of the bowl, 
wiping it all over myself because the mm-hmm. smell was so intoxicating to mm-hmm. me. And then I was forever completely trashing my parents' kitchen um, to, you know, recipe develop. It was just like creating concoctions and was making my own witch's brews and healing remedies. And, you know, I would call them that at a young age. And I guess it unfolded in college. I um, studied nutrition and exercise science and it was a conventional approach. And I definitely did not have the healthy diet um, because it was the my plate. So for me also being very fit and active, I felt that that was the free ticket to eating whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um Many injuries that just plagued me for years and years and never, ever really corrected themselves. Later, I started to really research how I could fe- heal my body, essentially. Mm-hmm. And and then my middle son at the age of five was about to get kicked out of preschool because he was off the hook ADHD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... You know, we had teachers and doctors saying, oh, you need to put him on Ritalin. I thought, my gosh, he's five. Mm -hmm. Who's putting their child on a prescription drug? Um, So I researched, did the alternative method, changed his diet completely. Everyone came to me, what is he on? What are you doing with him? I was like, he's not on anything. He's Mm -hmm. off a lot of things. And that is food coloring and preservatives and junk food. And so that sort of evolved my research and fascination with healing through food until finally, um, not until I was in my early 40s, I decided to get a master's degree mm-hmm. in holistic nutrition. So I stayed home with my, my boys and, um, and then, you know, after feeling chained down enough, long enough, I was like, all right, I need to clip the wings and go follow my passion And that's when it all unfolded with the writing a book, um, consulting at a naturopathic clinic, and and then, of course, new needs arose, and that was my skin. I was 44 and was like, okay, you need to do something about your skin, sister. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I also had some hormonal issues because the the skincare was the last thing to go organic on for me. Mm -hmm. So I was doing everything organic, even cleaning supplies, but I still used expensive, chemically rich ingredients on my skin, Mm -hmm. right? Because we're all conditioned. Yeah. So... Uh, in my master's program, we had a, a a really extensive component on botanicals, essential oils, and the healing qualities of plants, which I was, you know, of course, voraciously consuming and then on the side doing other research because I was thinking if this can help internally, and it would touch on topical, mm-hmm. I started to research, well, what can we do with this topically? Because surely there's another way. And all of the organic oils and creams were, um, they smelled like patchouli or (laughs) were just super earthy and not Mm -hmm. what I was gravitated towards. I wanted my rose back, you know? Um, So long story short, the research led me to concocting and formulating again. Um, (laughs) 
for my own needs. And it was so fun. And I had many rashes because I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) And finally dialed in the right formula, realizing that more was not better. Mm. Um, Yet another conditioning that we've all fallen for. But the formula worked and it was the regenerative oil. Which has a strong cult following. Yes, that is still the heaviest hitter. Um, And people were asking, what are you doing with your skin? And my clients that I was consulting nutritionally were asking, what do I do with my skin? And what are you doing? And finally, it just sort of organically unfolded. Everyone kept asking for samples and can I try it? And then it was, you need to brand this. And every step of the way easily fell into place for me. Mm -hmm. So I I just kept saying, yes, 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 of course. And the brand GLO with the line over it came to me as I was looking at fonts Mm -hmm. till two in the morning, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and, and I was like, Oh, that long L that's it. Um, the blue bottle, I wanted to differentiate from the brown bottle. So all the branding just sort of really fell into place so beautifully for me. And everything has evolved by saying yes to what truly aligned with my heart mm-hmm. and and what felt good to, you know, my mantra of give love often, GLO. Oh, I love that. I did yeah. that. That's beautiful. And just follow what feels right and what's with within your integrity. Mm-hmm. So yes. That's amazing. Yeah. So you mentioned when you were a child, you were using words like your witch brew and your concoctions. Did Where did you learn those words? Was that, <laughs> did your mom have, or either of your parents, I guess, have an attraction towards plants? Did you, where did that come from? Oh, my, so my parents, no, I mean, they were little, you know, backyard gardeners, but my, my mom was always a flower lover. Like we, mm. we grew up in a VW bus traveling the country. Um, and so hippies at heart, but we would travel for like a month at a time. And my dad was forever pulling over to the side of the highway. So my mom could clip wildflowers and put them in her press. Mm. and her book and they were just both hopelessly romantic hippies <laughs> so that I think is where some of the botanical love came from but my dad's sister is she is a, a self-proclaimed green witch she's an herbalist I love it um yeah so she and I are kind of um we're soul sisters in that way that's great so yeah when you decided to make the big leap and turning your skincare into a brand. Did you do it all on your own? Did you have anybody that helped you with the production of it? How did that come about? Yeah. So I've been a solopreneur and still am. Um, I basically decided to pivot from nutrition counseling at the clinic to full-time glow because it was like my fourth child. It needed me. Mm -hmm. And the momentum was so strong and it felt so fun and freeing and just fulfilling to me. Um, Also, my adrenals were being tapped by sitting in front of super sick people and Mm -hmm. not having clear energetic boundaries. And so, you know, being very porous and feeling their heavy energies 
And over time, I just was exhausted. My adrenals were shot and I needed to just step back Mm -hmm. and do what felt good to me entirely. So um, Glow was performing well enough that we could afford that. And um, and I'm also fortunate that my husband has been the breadwinner for so many years, but now Glow has excelled so well that he's retired early and he's my, he's my official Glow bro. <laughs> he's full time at home and, you know, takes care of all the labeling and the financial orders and, um, and helps me with fulfilling orders, but I'm still formulating and bottling every product. Hmm. It's so amazing. And um, congratulations for your success you. and your ability to have that global join you. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I you. love it's seeing on fun. your stories when you're actually making the product. So tell us a little bit about what that's like behind the scenes. Um, maybe some sourcing information about where you look to to source ingredients, things you're comfortable having in your products, maybe some things you're not comfortable having in your products. Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, so one, I often forget to really make this so loud and clearly um, a source of information for people. The sourcing is so important for me to source. I'm right now at about 90% of my ingredients are sourced directly from small organic farmers. Nice. Um, yeah. And so that that was really important to me, obviously, from the nutrition side sourcing your food as locally and seasonally as possible is my first and foremost recommendation to people. Mm -hmm. And so why wouldn't I source my ingredients the same way? Um, So it's such a win-win, right, for the farmers and the customers alike. And um, so soon I was supposed to be in Morocco in March, but COVID Mm -hmm. kind of squelched that two years in a row. But I'll be able to... to source like six ingredients and then I'll be at 98% locally. I'm not locally, but direct source ingredients, which is, yeah, really big for me. Um, And what I won't absolutely will not sacrifice is quality over quantity. So Mm -hmm. it's really important for me to have organic or for me, it's even better to source directly from a biodynamic or regenerative farm, which is far superior to USDA organic because mm-hmm. they're more strict and they put their passion into the land like I put into my products. So if I'm not going to put it in my body or on my face, I'm not putting it into any of my products. Mm-hmm. So I'm a skincare junkie. Like I have <laughs> everything. I'm a sucker for oil, everything. If there's, if it's on a pretty picture, I'm into it. So, yes. um, but one thing I've gotten uh, yeah. into recently was really, I'm starting to look at ingredients mm-hmm. and um, pay attention and, and notice. So I've noticed in yours, you don't have any fillers, binders, you know, obviously nothing yeah. synthetic stabilizers. stabilizers. Um, how does that, I'm, that's the part I'm still confused, not about yours, but in general, yeah. um, why certain things are needed and then how that workaround happens with like the FDA and things like yeah. that. Well, unfortunately, the FDA does not regulate skincare yet. Mm. So that's why all of the synthetics and toxic chemicals and preservatives can be put into our formulas. Yeah. 
right? So because the, what the FDA will do is say, oh, that this percent of this ingredient is not harmful for the human body, mm-hmm. which is bunk mm-hmm. information. Um, and with the organic, especially the essential oils and some of the carrier oils, they are naturally preserving. So they have naturally preserving qualities mm-hmm. and naturally antimicrobial, antibacterial, because as plants, if you think of it, they're in the wild protecting themselves, mm-hmm. mm. right? So they're preserving, they're protecting from any kind of um, bacterial overgrowth, any kind of predatorial um, consumption. So they'll, they'll turn themselves uh, into like a really bitter taste that tastes like poison so that predators don't eat it. Um, So all of that translates into the oils that they produce. Mm -hmm. So that's where my natural preservatives Mm -hmm. come in. I don't need stabilizers because I don't mix, um, you know, much in the way of like water soluble with oil soluble. Oh, okay. So I just keep the ingredients super natural, super simple and Mm -hmm. super cohesive together. So there's where all the research behind the scenes goes in. And I use mm-hmm. PubMed and um, natural dermatology sites where all the medical researchers go. Mm-hmm. So those are my resources for research. Love that. Yeah. And they, you know, each product takes probably about a year to formulate. Wow. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. Walk us through the process from um, idea to concept, like to producing a product, walk us through kind of what that year looks like. Okay. So I'll, I'll start with the newest product that I just launched literally this past weekend, um, called deep repair. And I started researching that a year ago because of, um, retinol. All these clients were coming to me with rashed, burned, thin skin. Yeah. And the common quality was they were all using retinol. And I was like, there's got to be a better way. And I knew that the ingredients in my Protect and my Regenerative had retinoic and have retinoic activity. So basically, it's got the vitamin A in it Mm. and the high vitamin C that's creating that quick regeneration of new cells. Mm. Right. So giving you that fresh skin, but without burning off that layer of skin and without making it super photosensitive. Mm. So a year ago, I started researching more plant ingredients that had the highest amounts of vitamin A and C and that also behaved like retinol. So that I came up with 20 ingredients, not so much that all correlated to the vitamin A, vitamin C, but that really also matched that high cellular regenerative quality to it and like healing qualities for regenerating new skin cells and rebuilding the skin cells. Well, I got to 20 and I researched and researched. I'm like, oh my gosh, these are all so good. And I thought, you can't put 20 ingredients in one little (laughs) bottle. (laughs) A, it's going to be so expensive and B, it's just a bit chaotic. So Mm -hmm. let's just scale this down. So then I eliminated the lesser grade, Mm -hmm. even though they were so good and narrowed it down. And then I started formulating and playing with these 12. So I narrowed it down to 12. I started playing with them. And, um, and it takes about, 
And I've narrowed it down to three separate formulas that I'll play with. And then I'll tweak the one that I love probably mm-hmm. three more times. And are you and just testing on yourself? So then I test on myself mm-hmm. and I have three or four what, what I call my lab rats, <laughs> <laughs> my trusting friends. And I pick one with very fair, sensitive skin, mm-hmm. one with uh, more aging, rapidly aging skin, um, and then one with acne prone skin and then one that has super dry skin Mm -hmm. or rashy or eczema um and then i'll usually give a couple more out if someone says oh my gosh i've got um what was it recently um shoot it was like a form of psoriasis Mm, no it's way worse um sorry i'm i'm drawing a blank it'll come back but it's blistery. It's like herpes meets psoriasis. Wow. Mm. It's awful. Vit- not vitiligo. It'll come. Anyway, so I was like, oh, okay. I'm really sorry you're experiencing this. <laughs> <laughs> I tried not to get too excited. Um, but please try this. And, you know, it comes in a stainless steel rollerball applicator. So it's very cooling, oh, cool. soothing, Ooh. calming. And, um, and so she uses it. I was like, just make sure your wounds are closed. Number one rule. Um, and so she was like, okay, well, I just, they just healed up enough to be like a little bit scabbed. I was like, okay, you're good. And so she did, she called me three days later and she's like, oh my God, it's almost gone. And the wow. redness and the heat is gone. Wow. So I cried. I was like, oh my God, it works, you know, <laughs> because it works on my skin and it, and it was working on the others, but they're all very normal, yeah. you know, acne, but not extreme. And this was, a, uh, this was a wound. Yeah. So, um, so that was great. And so that's what I do is I just give it out to trusting friends and I make sure obviously that I know this is not something that will burn sure. my skin or anyone else's skin. Yeah. It's just not that harsh super gentle, nourishing ingredients. I think that's like such a beautiful um, example of what glow skin is because it is really truly kind of getting back to the roots of holistic healing and plant-based healing in Mm -hmm. such a modern world. Because I think that a lot of people are experiencing skin sensitivities and rashes and irritations Mm -hmm. in a greater ratio than they have before just because we're exposed to, you know, terrible laundry detergents, terrible laundry uh, air fresheners. There's just so many chemicals circulating around. It's Mm -hmm. hard, even if you're careful in your own home, it's hard if you go out and about in the world to totally protect your skin. So if you have vulnerable skin, um, the number one thing that will help create calmness in people is reducing those skin irritations. I think skin Mm -hmm. challenges is the fastest way to shatter someone's confidence or, you know, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so agree. And, and that's, you know, one of my, my focuses is, is, you know, not around anti-aging more around pro-aging and mm-hmm. softening the lines and, and gracefully aging. And then also where it relates to acne, not around perfect skin, but around, okay, so you have acne, you have eczema, you have psoriasis. It is such a huge confidence disruptor. But more importantly, what's going on inside your body that you're 
your skin is flaring. This is your skin's red flag that's sending to you, hey, we're in trouble here. I need you to bring me back into balance. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, all of the chemicals that we're exposed to, whether it's in our air, our detergent, our makeup, or our food, it's it's all really about like bringing some clarity around cleaning up your environment inside and out. Yeah, absolutely. You know. So, how many products do you have to date? Thirteen. Oh, wow. I love it. And then when did you transition and expand into the professional realm? Because I know you have some professional estheticians that use your products and treatments. Mm-hmm. Um, when did that happen? And do you have protocols um, or manipulations that are specifically designed to support the performance of your products? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So professional realm with estheticians started about two years into actively marketing the product. Mm -hmm. So six years ago. And so I have about five or six estheticians that solely use, sorry, only three that solely use glow. Mm -hmm. And then the other half use glow in addition to whatever else their lines are. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all offer a signature glow facial, which is a seven step facial. Mm. And is that something you designed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not an esthetician. So what I did was I worked with an esthetician and said, this is, you know, how I use the product. Mm-hmm. Could you see using this in, you know, one of your treatments? And mm-hmm. she said, Absolutely could you develop one more step? And so a year later, I developed that next step, which was, I believe, a face polish, um, which is an enzymatic gentle exfoliator. And, And so I have the protocol that I send to the esthetician, but then I say, this is a template, just like any recipe, Mm -hmm. you know, use this intuitively as you see fit for your client. That's great. I love that. Yeah. So I yeah. you've posted a lot. My, I used to have issues with this, um, but now I've learned. But a lot of people think oils and oily skin. Mm-hmm. So I, I have extremely oily skin. Um, okay. Like if I were to wash my face and do my whole routine and I could powder mm-hmm. at 8 a.m. by 9.30, I am signaling <laughs> aliens. <laughs> Um, you can slip and slide off my nose within an hour, but so I avoided oils all the time. I avoided moisturizers, oils, anything like that, that would create that I thought would create, but I've learned since that's not true. So you can talk, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I love this. Such a great analogy. Um, and it's true because you were avoiding all of the, you know, moisturizers, all the things your skin was begging for, mm-hmm. right? And so because you weren't using them, your skin was like, well, then screw you. I'm just going to overproduce because obviously you're not going to give it to me, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So it starts overactively creating sebum and signaling to the aliens. But then as soon as you <laughs> match that, hey – oily skin, I'm going to nurture you with some oil. So just back down, calm down. And it does, it starts getting the signal and alerting, Hey, we, we can calm down now. We don't need to overproduce. Yeah. 
And next thing you know, you're slapping oil on your face twice a day and your skin is so happy. Oh yeah. I definitely, the more oils and moisturizers I use, the mm-hmm. less oily mm-hmm. I am throughout the day. I mean, I guess yeah. now instead of 10 a.m. signaling aliens, it's like 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and so then what, so do you use like a hydrosol and just dab or how does that work for you? Well, at this point, because of masks, I don't care as much anymore. Right. So right. It, I don't have to, but sometimes I'll keep like a, a blotting paper or mm-hmm. um, something like that. I, I, I think the older I get, the less uh, conscious I am of it. Yeah. So, but also you're, you know, as you really age, not really, we're all really aging, but as you get into your fifties and beyond, Mm -hmm. you're going to thank your oily skin Mm -hmm. up and down. Oh yeah. I'm always like, I look younger than I am because of my oily Asian skin. (laughs) Yes. You've got the combo of the oils and the melanin. Yep. Oh yeah. That's beautiful. Beautiful skin. Um, so in circumstances like that, if you were chatting with somebody, how much of it do you contribute to topical skincare versus nutrition? I'm not, I'm not poking fun at you, Phil, right now. This is a genuine (laughs) question (laughs) versus, um, like nutritional support, because I feel like I work with so many guests that work so hard and they're willing to spend any amount of money on their face when that's really, you know, your skin is just a reflection of your internal health. And sometimes there's hard boundaries with how far we can discuss that in the aesthetics realm, but we've got you on the line today. So in your perspective, (laughs) what is the ratio of topical versus internal? Mm. So I would say 25% topical, 75% Mm. internal. (laughs) So I always say, you know, let's take uh, dry, extremely dry skin. You can slap all the oils on your skin that you want or that you think you need. But if you're not drinking half your body weight in water, good, clean water um, and, and like herbal teas and broths, and then you're not getting enough healthy fats and you're not getting enough watery, juicy, vibrant fruits and vegetables, then your skin really can't absorb what it needs because it's Mm. so dry. It's trying to deal with keeping itself alive. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's not even going to, that's not even going to address the skin. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Same with acne. You know, when it's, it's unfortunate too, because with acne, it's one thing to have oily skin. It's another to have, acne and I'm talking angry Mm -hmm. red acne that is your body is so inflamed and there's something that you're feeding it Mm -hmm. that it's like stop you know just you need to put the fire out with removing usually gluten dairy eggs Mm -hmm. unfortunately um alcohol sugar Mm -hmm. those are like the five main culprits Alcohol yeah. was a big one for me. My, because I did not have acne as a teenager in my early twenties, and mm-hmm. I thought I dodged a huge bullet. And then right. about twenty four, when I started going out a lot and drinking a lot, that mm-hmm. I had major acne, like cystic, mm. just wow. deep acne. And I, it took me years later to put it together, but mm-hmm. I, my skin got 
exponentially better when I stopped drinking as much. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Cause alcohol, if you think about alcohol is so poisonous to our intestinal lining, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's, it's the only chemical that actually goes through the intestinal lining. So that's why like everyone says eat, you have to eat a bunch of food to absorb the alcohol. So it creates like little permeable pinholes through your intestines and contributes to what's called a leaky gut. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you have leaky gut, then your body sees almost everything you eat as an invader and it starts attacking and the inflammation storm just erupts. Wow. And I've got mm-hmm. a lot of pitta dosha in me, and mm-hmm. so anything anti-inflammatory, I can I notice it a lot with like glutens. Mm. If, yes. I, if I'm doing anything that's inflammatory based, it my face gets puffy and then it gets dry. Like there's the whole cascade that yeah. happens that you know you can only neglect it so long until you're like, all right, go back to the, yeah. go back to what you know. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And and so many people have questioned me. Hey do you have anything to eliminate dark circles under the eyes? <laughs> and, and I love that question because, I, I mean, I wish I could say yes, but if anyone ever says this reduces dark circles under your eyes, run mm-hmm. yeah. far, far away. Because aside from injections, yeah. you cannot reduce the dark circles as far as topically, you know, speaking. Mm. But I, the first thing I tell them is, Take a look at what you're eating Mm -hmm. and figure out your food intolerance because dark circles is a huge indicator of kidney stress Mm -hmm. and sleep deprivation. And usually a food intolerance is what creates that kidney distress. So when you are seeing things in your skin you don't like and you want to explore Mm -hmm. what to do different, is the best place to start with food allergy tests or... Outside of like full elimination and slowly incorporating things back in, yeah. I mean, if you if if um, finance finances are an issue, and you don't want to spend the money on a into- food intolerance test, then I would start with pick the food you love the absolute most that that you could say honestly, don't take my blank away from me. It's usually your food intolerance. Oh, really? It's it's very common and it's a weird glitch in the human system hmm. that your body becomes addicted to, physically addicted to the food that you're intolerant to mm. it, because it's this endorphin um, imbalance and it's a whole cascade of inflammation, toxicity, and um, endorphin imbalance so that wow. when you continue to feed your body, it also starts to signal to the brain, I need this, I need this, I need this. Mm-hmm. And so you you have this, you know, vicious cycle of inflammation and distress, dis-ease, if you will. Yeah. Well, we are in full swing of the nutrition side of it. So l- let's dive yeah. a little bit into your book. Tell Talk to us about when the book came into play um, mm-hmm. and kind of what kind of things they can find in there. Um, you mentioned in the beginning the Dare to Detour retreat we went to. And mm-hmm. in that is where I discovered the ashwagandha um, oh, yeah. supplements through you. And so I've had such success with that. So I would just love to hear the background of the book, how it came, and then maybe just a few of your favorite tips and tricks from it. 
Yeah, sure. So that was my first book. Um, and that is now at Amara, the um, cosmetology and aesthetic school. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's one of their textbooks. I I, am, I have like 11 left. Um, but that book basically came about during my master's program. Um, that was my thesis. And is that one skin side out or skin side out second? That is skin side that out. Is. Okay. And, um, and that basically just breaks down all the red flags that the skin sends, whether it's eczema, rosacea, athlete's foot or fungal disorders, um, and rapid aging. And that, as you probably recall, breaks down, here are the foods that contribute to Mm -hmm. this disorder. Here are the foods you want to avoid and you want to consume. And then here are a list of supplements and herbs that can be supportive to the skin. Um, and that's been wonderful. The newest book, which is exactly a year old next week, um, and that is the Glow Recipe Book, Eating for Inner Radiance. And this is the one of the beautiful photo of you with all the beautiful foods. Yes. Yeah, I love it. That's fun. It's funny because I see that book and I'm like, oh, there's that face again. <laughs> no, I love it. Especially because when it's in my kitchen, I I do walk by and if I'm going to make a bad choice, I'm like, all right, look at Megan. All right, <laughs> Megan, I won't do Eat it this the time. Right thing. Or do you just flip it over when you decide to go oh, for Fritos? <laughs> I would never turn you away. <laughs> yeah. But so, so the cookbook, I love... It's uh, it's I'm very proud of it because um, it was even uh, an even bigger work and just like so much love and energy went into it and research. And I tried to incorporate enough resource, resourceful information as it relates to the health and um, like the index A to Z herbs and spices and why you want to eat them and what they do for your body. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it so helpful outside mm-hmm. of a traditional cookbook or even like Googling a recipe is you yeah. learn the why behind the food combinations. Yeah. And, and all the recipes are, don't you think pretty simple? I mean, some of the ingredients are complex, like who has pearl powder or uh, blue algae in their house. But for the most part, I would say the majority of the recipes are simple. I think they are really simple. And anything that I didn't have, um, I've maybe discovered again, like that ashwagandha through you, the blue algae, you know, I, mm-hmm. I didn't have that at first, but I did try your smoothie at farmer's daughter. I felt good with mm-hmm. having it in me. So then it's easier. So I think it's nice when you're inspired by things and it inspires you to discover new ingredients to kind of get out of your habits, mm-hmm. especially if I it's heard. moving you in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for those who have children, like your son, Oscar. Yeah. I love him. Um, You, you know, you can slip that blue algae, that blue spirulina into any of their foods and they think it's just so so fun and they can't taste it. And little do they know they're just getting amped up with good, healthy protein and huge antioxidants. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what I love about that book is that it can be a resource. It can help people. Um, just it sets people up for success with how to set stock the pantry mm-hmm. and how to be lazy fancy with your healthy foods. Um, and then just keeping it simple and getting back to the clean basic eating is yeah. what 
is really fun. And I get so many, so much feedback on all the recipes I've been making of yours have become my new favorites. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that to me is, is like my why. Yeah. That yeah. feeds my why. I can get that. And especially cause it's easy to know, like, don't eat anything out of a package. And yeah. I think there's a lot of basic things that are easy, but sometimes when you, take those things away you look at your pantry and I'm like so what do we eat like what what, I don't know where to start and so I love that idea of diving into your cookbook too because you will discover new things that are your favorite and if I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you my -hmm. driving force for every good decision I make is strictly out of vanity yeah oh my gosh everything started for me out of vanity too (laughs) like if Doritos were healthy and made me feel good and made me look good I would be all about Doritos dipped in cream cheese oh Oh. free Fritos and chili I'll take a Frito pie over (laughs) any kind of cherry pie I mean this is so bad and I'm putting myself on blast so hard but I smoked cigarettes like all through beauty school and oh, did oh hardcore p funks all day Ew. like oh my gosh i would power smoke them on a short drive just to make sure i could get enough sig in i oh. love oh a cigarette. my gosh you've Ew. come a long way wow. and the only reason i quit only reason was when i started wheezing to my skin looked like shit. There was nothing I could do for my skin. And I I do come from a super hippie background. Like my mom is all about nothing out of a package. Like she Mm -hmm. shames me for giving Oscar anything that came out of a package. So (laughs) I did, I did grow up in that lifestyle and there was nothing she could do to help me with my skin. And Mm -hmm. it's like, well, duh, you literally are sucking in toxins all day. Yeah. Yeah, rapid aging sticks, really. Yeah. So uh, again, I'm grateful I made. I have enough vanity in me that drives me to make healthy choices, whatever it takes to get there. Exactly. I love that. I think most people can relate to that. There's, you know, yeah, we want to eat well, but not everybody that that doesn't resonate with everyone. But if you tell them, hey, do you want glowing skin? Yeah, yeah, I'll do anything. What What should I eat? (laughs) Absolutely. Right. Okay, Megan, give us and our listeners like your three biggest tips. It can be uh, skin related, beauty product related, nutritional, lifestyle, any of them. Three of our things that we could do that would make the greatest impact on our beauty and health. Cool. So super simple. Stay hydrated. Just drink Mm -hmm. copious amounts of good mineral rich water. Um, rest, listen to your body and rest when you need to rest. It is not cool anymore to mm-hmm. overwork and not get enough sleep. It's not funny anymore. I love that. Yeah. Um, and then three, clean up your topical beauty regime, even your makeup. Mm-hmm. It counts. If anything, do it for your hormonal balance. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But for vanity's sake, clean it up for clean skin. I love that. I am the biggest advocate of work really hard to have beautiful, healthy skin. And then makeup is just fun. Yeah. 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 And so for me with the makeup and I know we're done here, but if so I love, and I never wear it. I wear mascara and eyeliner every day. It's like I brush my teeth when I wake up, I wash my (laughs) face and then I put the eyes on. (laughs) I don't even leave my room. It's just a habit. But it's so fun for me when I can go out and we don't have to wear a mask, you know, mm-hmm. I go on a date and go out to dinner and I love to wear a little highlighter or blush, right? Mm-hmm. Well, everything breaks my face out. 
mm-hmm. even the natural, until I found out that it was coconut oil. Mm. Oh. Yeah. So a lot of women are like, I am breaking out. And I first thing I ask is, what are you putting on your face? And then what makeup are you using? Mm-hmm. Will Glow ever come out with any makeup products? I'm sorry, but I just don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just give us a tinted moisturizer. I I can't, but I will recommend Kosas. <laughs> I'm into it. I appreciate the honesty. I, I know. I like I, it. It helps I you feel with like that I need a balance. chemist degree to do the yeah. makeup. That to me is like, stay in your lane, Megan. <laughs> Deal with your plants. Um, but that to me is a chemist yeah, degree. That's true. Yeah. And then w- one other thing, Muse Retreats. I also had the pleasure of attending a couple Muse Retreats that I oh, loved. Yes. Um, those of you who haven't, it's just like ooey gooey, massage your heart. Like, like we did yoga. There was a crystal room we went to we had Megan made us a feast that was like the best lunch (laughs) so are you still doing muse retreats and if so like what does that part look like how does that fit into your yeah oh I'm so glad you asked um so that was you know screeching halt thank you COVID um but we are offering in May I want to say May 15th, but I could have made that up. So I would say musewellnessretreats.com is where you would want to go for details. But we're offering a potluck complimentary, so free um, event at Bodie Farms, middle of May. It's going to be small, limited, so that we can keep it safe, but it will be outside under one of their tents. Cool. And um, and we're just going to do a heart-opening um, collective healing meditation and yoga. I love it. I'm there. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll, you know us, we'll throw in some other juicy nuggets. <laughs> Absolutely. They're, they're amazing. Yeah. When I yeah. get to attend the next one, I'll make sure to share some behind the scenes with all of our listeners on our Instagram. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's been a sad um, yeah. pause for us, but the four of us meet regularly. And one thing I will say is if every human could have their posse of fulfilling soul feeding friendships Mm -hmm. that is so healing to the soul don't you think i couldn't agree more and i think that this year has emphasized how Mm -hmm. much relationships mean to us and yeah yeah truly well there's two more little things that um we want to i want to go over with you and so the next one is, we'll just make sure to include all your links to where people can follow you, find you, support you, um, engage in all this beautiful th- stuff we talked about tonight or today. So I'll make sure that that's all included in there. Thank but you. The last thing we like to do is wrap up all of our interviews with three random questions off of the Google random question generator. Okay. Are you game to play? I'm game. All right. So I don't know these. Phil doesn't know these. Google is the only one. <laughs> Okay, give me one sec to pull it up. Um, what is the funniest corporate or business screw-up you have seen or heard of? Seen or heard of. Funny business or corporate screw-up. Um, gosh, I just don't involve myself in corporate. <laughs> um, I mean, I can think of when I worked for MCI, a telecommunications company, 
when I was like 24, I thought I was so corporate and, and um, business-like. I worked for MCI for a year and I was interviewing, not even a year, and I was already interviewing for a new job. And they asked me why I was interviewing. And I said, well, you know, I've really put in a lot of time here at MCI. I've been here almost a year. I think it's time to move on. I love it. That's <laughs> Is it that young and naive sometimes we look yeah. back? Yes. And I mean, that's about the extent of my corporate uh, involvement. So that'll tell you a lot. <laughs> I love it. Do you, can you think of any, Philip? Um, the one that I thought of, so I don't know if this was a mess up because it's one of those things like, especially with corporates, corporations, it goes mm-hmm. through so many people. How could something like this Like sometimes through? it might be a strategy. Yes. Yeah. But Aveda years ago had a new line be curly not the be curly but a bunch of new products for that line coming out i don't know if you remember this they sent all the i because i did all the merchandising Mm -hmm. and on the launch pad it was one side was a product to help um, enhance your curl and one product was to help um kind of loosen your curls hang straight and be curly yes but the two signs said get it tight or get loose (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I set this launch pad up and I was like, there is no way they did not know this is what they were sending out. Oh my God. I love that. I think so. I even took a picture of it and put it on my Instagram and I was like, I see you, Aveda. Like, I know what you're doing. And I love I, I Did they keep it? Oh yeah. We oh. ran that bad boy for like 30 or 60 days. I love it when companies, especially big corporate companies, because mm-hmm. it can get so buttoned up and, and yeah. Yeah. when they have a sense of humor like that. Yeah. yeah. I will tell you that base, I don't know this. I'm just speaking off of my experience. It genuinely probably was a mistake because we're not that witty. Like our wits would have <laughs> yeah. been about like poking fun at a plant or something. Yeah. And mm-hmm. however, Aveda is a massive company that is owned by Estee Lauder companies, yeah. but we're still a tiny, a smaller company. Like yeah. there's, I can tell you the faces of the people in yeah. marketing. And so wow. it's very possible that those things slip through the gaps. I That's just think of some like a uh, marketing intern who was just like, I'm just going to see if this gets through. And then it did. <laughs> I can't, yeah. I can't think, like, boom. Right. Yeah. I can't think of anything specific, but um, all I can think of is all the zoom mess ups oh, um, yeah. during COVID, like big execs for the first time working at home while their kids are home. And like all oh, the God. funny mess ups that happened on zoom. Oh, and how did you get to see all that? I mean, just, just every, it's on the internet everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. the guy. Did you see the, the, the recent one with the lawyers? They had to zoom in to <laughs> yes. a court yes. and he <laughs> zoomed in and there was a cat filter on his face and he, a much older gentleman could not figure out how to take this cat filter off. And it was like full on judge, jury, court reporter, oh everyone is zoomed in. And he's just sitting there with this huge cat head on. It, I hope it was like a Cheshire cat too. That, I feel like the Cheshire cat matches a judge. Some, yeah, it was kind of something like that. And it was, and he was just like, "I'm so sorry, everyone. I cannot figure out how to get this off." And you hear him talking like his like eight year old granddaughter comes in and is like trying to help him figure it out. It was 
So funny. Oh, Megan, I'm going to send to it these. to you because the funniest part to me was that the cat's eyes are dark. <laughs> I can't even talk. It's so funny. The cat's <laughs> eyes are darting back and forth because it, it's following your actual eyes of him like oh. looking all over the screen trying to find the right button. Oh, my God. That one is really funny. Okay. I'm going to look that one up. That's a, I love oh, I love like blenders yes. and yes. watching Same. people wipe out. I know that's horrible, but I love stuff like that for, it is, so I always yeah, say forever I will never not laugh at someone falling <laughs> and I like I, to the point where I will have to walk away if someone's seriously injured because I will that'll just make it even funnier it's like the one thing I can't control if like an old lady falls on ice in front of Target I'd have to walk away oh my god Cover so <laughs> up fill up I'd make sure someone was helping her, but I'd I'd have to tap out. (laughs) I'd make sure someone else was helping them. That's too funny. All right. I'm going to see what else Google's got for us. Um, Okay. What? I can't believe you use Google for this. All right. What, what's, <laughs> I literally type in the search bar random question generator and it just spits out random <sighs> questions. Um, nice. Okay. What sport would be more funny if you added a mandatory alcohol consumption? Mm. <laughs> um, well, nothing too dangerous. Well, that's more funny, though. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As we just proved. <laughs> I feel like ice skating would be pretty hilarious. Oh so it'd gosh. be like Bambi on skates. <laughs> and when they do the turns, they would get sick. Like, oh yeah. they got the spins for sure. That would be the Well, ultimate. like the, the girl that gets lifted and the guys oh, on the spinning. And then he would ab- <laughs> absolutely <laughs> unleash, that. let go. And she would, yeah, that would be funny. It would be horrible, but it would be pretty funny. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what is that game? Or sport, um, where you push um, the thing against the slippery surface. Yes, but um, it's like it's in the oh, Olympics. Shuffle ball, or um, no? Where you like scrub the, the floor one? next to it? Yes. What is that? Called? You like to, it's like a broom, and yeah, you yeah. you like yeah scrub the floor right in front of it, and it generates <laughs> yes. something to like push I've, it forward. I've played it once before on the ice. It's in the actual Olympics. <laughs> what is and it called? And we have it here in Bozeman, actually. Oh, do we? What's yeah, it what's called, it Megan? Called? Do you know? Uh, shoot. So we'll have to... Philip, we're going to go on field trip. Have some drinks and play that and see how... Because <laughs> well, that seems like it would be funny. I'm pretty sure that that... So we played it once here when it first started. What is it called? Um, And we were all drinking before because we were like, what are we doing? This is an old person's sport. <laughs> and I, I was still in a sling from a shoulder surgery. So this was like six years ago um but yeah we were all taking shots before because we were just like what are we doing are we desperate for fun or <laughs> we were out there um supporting someone who was like part of the league What's was it, it hard curling curling it was yes. harder than i thought you know what i was actually sore the next day because you're lunging <laughs> the whole time oh <laughs> you're lunging on the ice and you're trying not to wipe out so you're like clenching Funny. every muscle in your legs that's funny. Yeah, imagine yeah. if you were intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, and then the broom, you're holding yourself up, truly, with the broom. Whoever funny. invented that sport, like, that is the weirdest activity to do. What I won't go down that rabbit hole, but... Yeah, oh, that's kind of funny, though. You should probably get a gang of people oh, and we do might it. Have we'll have to try that. that. I think swimming would be one. I would just <laughs> flip over and 
float along. <laughs> I think you would do more than alcohol. You might need to add some hallucinogenics right? to really make it funny. <laughs> be a real mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right, I'm going to pull up one more. One sec. Um, would you rather have a home on a beach or in the mountains? Still in the mountains. Me too. With a lake or a stream. Yep, I'm a mountain girl for sure. Through I love through. the mountains. Yeah. I miss the beach so much. I grew up in Southern California, so oh, I, I'm yeah. a beach. I yeah. love the beach. I love the beach. Yeah, I, that would just like complete your world, mm-hmm. living in the mountains with your beach home. Oh. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice if there was a mountain in front of a beach. <laughs> the house could be at the bottom <laughs> of the mountain. <laughs> Once this All podcast right. takes off, my friend, well, yep. we will get you that. <laughs> These are goals. Exactly. Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Don't forget to head over to glowluxuryoils.com. Use discount code TBH15 and enjoy 15% off your order. While you're out there on the internet, head on over to Instagram and check us out at the Beautiful Hustle Podcast to be entered to win a regenerative travel set. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay beautiful and keep hustling. 